Hi, I'm Allison Task, career and life coach and the creator of this Personal Revolution podcast course. You can enroll by downloading the Himalaya app and searching for Personal Revolution. Click become a member and there you are. You'll become part of our members-only community and you'll get lifetime access to the entire series and everything that comes with it. Join me, join the community, let's do this. Before we get started, I have a question for you. Why did you choose this podcast course? It's a real question and it's something that only you know, and it's really important for the work we're about to do. So kindly think about why you chose to have a personal revolution. You can put this on pause, say it out loud, write it down, but just think about it. I'm gonna give you a couple seconds now. Okay, got it? Good, because that's really important. Our goal in the next three months is for that thing to happen, right? To take you from here, where you are now, just listening to some words, to there, making that thing happen. So now here's a second question. When that happens, when that happens, when you take the steps to achieving that goal, what does life look like? What's different? After you do that thing, how's your life different? What is it like when you tell someone that you did that thing? What is it like turning to your partner, your best friend, your poodle? Again, take a couple seconds and just think about how life will be different for you in three months when you do this thing. Thank you. So that gives you right there a taste of what it's going to be like to have a personal revolution, right? We're going to be having a conversation. I'm going to be talking. You're going to be listening. But more importantly, you're going to be thinking and doing. So I wanted to give you a taste of that right off the bat. Okay, now let's get into a couple more words from me. When I have my first session with a client, there is a reason that they've walked through the door, right? There's something that they want to do, to talk about, to change in their life. My goal with this podcast course is to help you, just like I help the clients I see in my office. I want to help you do that thing you want to do. Let me say it again. I want to help you do that thing you want to do. I'm your accountability partner. I'm your pal. I'm a, I'm a disembodied voice in the air. But the bottom line is, I'm a career coach and a life coach, and I've got great expertise in helping people do that thing. Now, the best way to move towards that thing you want to do is to name it, to say what that thing is, right? To commit to it. You already did it. So thank you for that. A life coach will help you clarify where you are, where you'd rather be, and then helps you bridge the gap. I'm a life coach, and that's exactly what I do. I created this podcast course to compile all that I've learned coaching clients over the last 15 years. Now, that's thousands of clients. I wanted to put all those ideas in one place so that more people would have access to the type of coaching I do, the coaching that's been so effective for my clients. I want this podcast course to be helpful for you, to be an active tool, like you've got your own life coach right on your headset. Throughout this podcast course, I want to do for you what I do in person for my coaching clients, to become your accountability partner, to be a good question asker, to hold the vision of your best you and help you clarify the goal you want to achieve. While I may not 
physically be there with you during these conversations. Through this podcast course, we will have an ongoing series of coaching conversations together. We'll get real clear on what you want, determine why it's important to you, identify and remove whatever it is that's holding you back from achieving this goal, and replace it with positivity, possibility, and momentum. Then we will create a plan for how you're going to get it. Identify the people you already know who can help you and who you need to meet, right? Throughout this process, you're going to be putting new people in your life that are going to help you achieve this goal. I believe in your potential to initiate positive change in your life. My goal with this podcast course is to help you believe in that thing you want to do and believe in your ability to do it. That's the only way you're going to make it happen. You ready? Great. Let's get started with some definitions. First, what is coaching? Now, you've probably worked with a coach at some point in your life. Maybe it was a sports coach. Maybe it was a music coach or a theater coach. They're different from a parent or a teacher. They help you learn something, do something, gain a skill. And if they were a good coach, they saw potential in you that you may not have seen in yourself. They saw something in you, carried a vision for what you could be, and then helped you get there. A coach collaborates with you to develop a vision of your best self, a vision of you based on your values, your talents, and your skills, both existing skills and skills that you can develop. Then the coach serves as an accountability partner and helps you realize that goal. It's a powerful relationship, and it's fulfilling for me as well as for my clients. Believe me, it's not unusual that I check my email and I get a message from my client that, yes, he was offered and he accepted that job as the head of school in Brazil. And yes, that after that important conversation with his boyfriend, he proposed. And then he was offered a fellowship at Harvard that he had wanted. My inbox is filled with pictures of babies to be born and engagement rings and job offers and signing bonuses and all kinds of great stuff. It's a great place to visit. Now, this is important. Coaching isn't cheerleading. It's not teaching. It's not consulting. And it ain't therapy. A coach helps you conceive, navigate, and pursue your path. You know when you watch the Olympics and someone just nails it? For me, you know, it was Mary Lou Retton just nailing that performance because I'm a child of the 80s. Now, what goes into that, right? That's her performance. But there's also solid coaching, right? Building her up to go for it and get there. So when my clients achieve their goal... We share that moment, right? You're having the achievement, and I'm right there with a big fat smile in the stands. That celebration, the recognition of the accomplishment, now that's part of the process too. That's actually the very last podcast we're going to have. But I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm so excited about setting goals. In my mind, you're already halfway to achieving it. I geek out on goal setting and goal achievement and the general bad acidness of my clients in general, and you're about to become one of them. So forgive me for my exuberance here in this moment. And welcome to coaching. I've been waiting for you. Something else to think about. How does a coach really help? Have you ever noticed how slow your computer becomes when you have too many programs open? Well, the same thing happens with your brain. When you're holding on to too many separate thoughts, ideas, or emotions, your mind moves slowly. And having a fresh thought, like opening a new computer program becomes more difficult. Much like your pokey computer, competing thoughts and negative emotions take up valuable processing energy until your thinking is sluggish. 
As a coach, I help my clients return efficiency and creativity to their thinking by helping clients identify which thoughts are helpful and which thoughts are not helpful. You know, like, I don't know if I'm good enough. Should I really do this? Not helpful, folks. You can close some of the programs that you don't need, right? Negativity, doubt, should talking. Oh, I am not a fan of the word should. We'll talk more about that in a later podcast. By closing some of those unnecessary, you know, programs in your mind, we can free up space in your mind's RAM to make room for fresh ideas. Now, that fresh original thinking will allow you to conceive of new options and make changes. I help you structure and prioritize your thoughts and ideas so new solutions can come forth. John came to me because he was having a hard time choosing between two jobs. He had already prepared a list of pros and cons and was still stuck. Together, we developed a weighting system for his list based on his personal values and the importance of each category on his work-life balance, salary, sense of purpose, and commute. By asking John questions about his values and weighing the criteria he had set, he was better able to navigate the puzzle of decision-making with his own fresh thoughts. Now, that example, that is not unusual. A lot of people have never seen me before as a coach, and they're on the precipice of having to make a choice. I get the phone call, emergency session, I have to make a choice. Every single time, we drive back into your values, not mine. What's important to you? Work-life balance, time to work out? Are you 23 and you want to throw everything you have into this job? It's a very different question than when you're 43 and you've got three kids, right? That's the kind of work I do as a coach. Watching my clients engage in fresh thinking is a blast, right? It's like watching a baby take his or her first steps or watching a gymnast nail a backflip. Have you ever seen an older child or an adult experience snow for the first time? You can almost experience it with them. In fact, your brain is able to empathize with the freshness of their experience. So you actually are having a, a virgin experience right with them, right? You're seeing it through their eyes. Fresh thinking is like a fresh spring breeze after a long winter. It lightens and it lifts. With it, you will foster the momentum that will carry you forward to take action and move toward your goal. Simply put, a coach helps you think differently. Now, why choose me as your coach? Right? I know it's just a couple minutes into the little introductory podcast. Why should we move forward? Right? Why commit? You may be wondering what makes me qualified to be your coach. Well, I would be. Other than this very enthusiastic voice, what's in there? Well, as a certified life coach with more than 15 years of experience coaching private clients, I've helped thousands of clients initiate positive change in their lives. In addition to helping others navigate major transitions, I've experienced a couple of them myself. I know firsthand how scary it can be to change your life. I also know how rewarding it is when you finally do it. And the ride is much more joyful and efficient when there's someone to share it with. As your coach, I'll be with you every step of the way. Throughout this course, I'll be coming in with just-in-time, unexpected, moment-to-moment, week-to-week conversations based on what you're putting up in the community areas, right? So I might not be in the same room with you, but I'm going to be watching your progress as much as you share it with me. Now, a little bit more about my background. Here are some highlights. I grew up as a pretty normal suburban kid in a town called Rockville Center. That's on Long Island, New York. 
I was the oldest child. I had a younger brother who was four years younger than me. My mom converted to Judaism after she met my dad. They met in college. And I mention this because I was raised Jewish, Jewishly, in a town that, you know, it's actually the same hometown that Amy Schumer is from. And she's spoken about this pretty extensively. It was tolerant, but it also has anti-Semitism and racism and all that really unfortunate stuff, right? So I, I was born in 1972, so this is 70s and 80s, right? And at the time that I was growing up, you know, I, I was five when the first neighbor of mine shut their door in my face and said she couldn't play with me anymore because I was Jewish. I did not actually know what Jewish was. At five, you know, you celebrate holidays in your house and do things. You kind of assume everyone else does them, too. I didn't completely understand her rejection, but I did learn from it. These days, many experts tout the value of rejection, right? So I credit those early experiences, and believe me, there was many more where that came from, with helping me build resilience. Rejection is a gift. The more you experience rejection, the more you get used to it. And if you continue to persevere, it's going to be easier to call on that skill, right? Your grit, your perseverance throughout your life. Just yesterday, I read something that said, you don't win or lose, you win or you learn, right? So even in those unfortunate situations, I chose to learn, right? Learn what I was made of, learn about my own personal fortitude. In elementary school, I was chosen to be in the gifted and talented program. There was some sort of IQ test that was given, and I did okay. So part of the reason that was nice it was because of something called the Pygmalion effect, which we'll get to in a later podcast. But simply put, just being selected for this program gave me confidence, right? And it made the teachers more confident in my skills and my abilities, right? So, oh, she's in gifted and talented. She must be X. Um, my husband the other day was telling me how much he hated this pillow, hated this pillow, hated this pillow. I put a new pillow cover on it. He put his head on it, said, exactly, this pillow is so much better. Same pillow. I just kind of tricked him. So same thing. The teachers would think I had ability because they were told I did have ability, which reinforced me thinking, I was capable, right, which is super good for a kid in the public schools. In high school, I was involved in track and drama, and I went on to study human development and family studies at Cornell University. After college, I was intent on being a legal aid attorney. Um, do you see that, right? That You can see that thread right there. I had some experience with people not being kind to me. Um, I was told I had great merit, and there I was wanting to help other people perhaps who weren't as advantaged. So legal aid, you can see that thread real clearly. As a career coach, I'm always looking to why people choose the careers they choose. And that one's pretty obvious for me. Unfortunately, my parents, while I was in college, basically said, hey, we paid for college. You're on your own from here on out. And I said, ooh, perhaps law school and legal aid is not the right choice. I don't need $200,000 of debt and a job that will pay me 25k a year. You know, this is the 90s now. And people didn't get into debt on education as as readily as they do now. In fact, right now in my office, I see a lot of clients who are painfully in debt. I also see clients who stop a year into college and say, this is nonsense. I don't need to put myself in the hole. And those are some of the bravest people I know, right, to, to walk off of the track that everyone's pushing them onto and say, stop the craziness. Let's do something else. In any case, after I finished college, I took my Ivy League degree straight to the local Italian restaurant where I started waitressing while I interned at PBS in New York City. And it wasn't long before I got my first big Ivy League job being an executive assistant. Now, that was 1995, and the internet was just starting to take off. So after a year, I left my 
assistant job to become the eighth employee of a company called EarthWeb. That was a New York-based internet company. What were we doing? We were making websites. We were inventing things. We had this little website called Gamelon, which was where all the Java programmers would hang out. It was a wild ride. Within a year, I moved from New York to San Francisco. CNET recruited me, right, and paid for me to moved cross-country, which to me was like, I thought I was a rock star at that point. And then I worked for CNET. I worked for a series of internet companies in the late 90s. I had a front row seat to the explosion of California's dot-com companies, complete with a chorus part in the performance, right? I was not the CEO of any of these companies, but I was at the cast party. Let's just say that. I was working with the people who were literally inventing the internet. It was a, a thrilling time, and I saw what happened to people who believed in their vision and made it a reality. Um, at one point, I was in a meeting with John Scully, right? It was at Apple, and explaining to him the potentiality of the internet. Now, that's crazy, right? What 24-year-old is sitting in a meeting with John Scully explaining to him the future? Well, that's 1995 for you. Now, after almost a decade, as the dot-com leadership team has shifted from, like, the computer geeks who I loved, and I use geek as a very affectionate term, to MBAs, I realized that tech didn't really do it for me, right? Tech just didn't fundamentally excite me. No matter how thrilling the early days were, bits and bytes, computer and technologies, I'm kind of a Luddite. It just wasn't my jam. So fortunately, I was able to take a sabbatical. My company, after working there for four years, gave me three months off. Paid to do what I want, because that's how we were rolling in those days. <laughs> I took a sabbatical and realized that what I actually wanted to do was more analog. I wanted to learn to cook. More precisely, I wanted to help young professional women cook, women who were smart, working, and likely shooed out of the kitchen by their mothers in the 80s and 90s, right? Women who were working or microwaving dinners. Get out of here. Go do your homework. Bah, 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 bah. Women who had careers and maybe wanted to start a family someday, but had zero skills in the kitchen or with homemaking in general. I knew this need existed because I was one of these women. At the time, I was so incompetent in the kitchen that I literally could not peel a hard-boiled egg. I don't even think I could boil a hard-boiled egg. Didn't matter. I was determined to learn and then to teach, and maybe even have my own book or teach on television. I had a vision. I quit.com. And armed with money I had saved while working in dot-com, I took the big step of enrolling in culinary school. Then I sat in my interview with big, bright eyes, telling the school admin person about my plans. I am going to cook. I am going to teach people how to cook. I'm going to write cookbooks. And I'm going to host my own TV cooking show. And her response was, a lot of people want to do that, Allison. Wah, wah. Yeah, sure they did. But I, I just got off the internet ride, right? Where people have these crazy visions and then make it true. So I was determined to be one of the people who didn't talk about it. I was going to do it. And I wanted to make sure that that happened. So I decided that after culinary school, there was only one place I could go. And that was going to be to work for Martha Stewart. Yes, Martha Stewart in the flesh. Um, and I eventually, after working for six months to get into Martha Stewart, I was offered a position. She was just as hardworking and intense as I had hoped she would be. In return, I worked my tail off watching, listening, and learning. I made the two-hour drive from Brooklyn to Westport, Connecticut every day, and I loved it. And through Martha, I was able to accomplish one of my major goals, right? To cook on TV. 
I was given the opportunity to audition for a spot on Everyday Food, right? Martha had created this little Reader's Digest size magazine called Everyday Food, and they were turning it into a TV show. Instead of Martha hosting the show, they decided to pull from within the organization. I was given a chance to audition, and then I was offered the role. That led to several years where I learned about cooking, cooking on television, just as the Food Network was on the rise. I eventually left Martha and was asked to co-host a show called Homemade Simple on Lifetime. And then I was asked to host co-host a show on TLC called Cook Yourself Thin. I spent two years as the host of Blue Ribbon Hunter on Yahoo, which was an incredible show. I traveled around the United States learning about unusual food trends and attending, competing, and sometimes judging food festivals. Now, that was a blast. I recognized how lucky I was to be taking this ride. And I promise you, I enjoyed and appreciated every last minute of those opportunities. Now, during that time, I also opened my own cooking school. It was called The Wooden Spoon. And at The Wooden Spoon, I went to people's homes, right? So I helped people in the New York area learn to cook in their own kitchens. When people got married, I was frequently given as a wedding present, right? So here's a six-class series with Allison Task in your kitchen. And I would literally open those boxes of all-clad pots and pans and christen those, those wedding gifts along with the bride and groom. If you're wondering how I had time to do the TV shows and the cooking school, let me explain. When I was given the opportunity to be on television, there were all kinds of crazy agreements I had to sign that banned me from appearing on anything else for a year after the first airing of the show, right? So you shoot the show, tape the show, the show airs, and then you've got to sit on the sidelines for the year, or at least I did. So I had to have side gigs to allow me to pursue the on-camera work because girls got to pay rent. Remember how Prince had to change his name because he no longer owned his name or his likeness and he became the artist? It was kind of like that without Prince's awesome heels and purpleness and just general princeness. Now, if I took advantage of the opportunity to be on camera, I'd have to sit. So, which was crazy, right? Also, not to mention, As the host, I was actually the lowest paid person on set, with the exception of Yahoo, who treated me very well. TLC Lifetime, I was the lowest paid person on set. Um, Everyone else made more than me. They were unionized. They had better agreements. But you know why? That's supply and demand, baby. Everyone wants to be on a show. If I wanted to be on that show, then I had to find a way to make a living outside of that. So it was while I was sitting on the sidelines waiting for a time to pass that I discovered my next challenge. While appearing on TV was fun, teaching was more meaningful, right? When I was in the home kitchens of my private cooking clients, the conversations would move from chopping shallots to getting married or having a better job. I started to love these conversations more than the actual cooking. So I enrolled in a program at NYU, New York University, for personal and life coaching. I became a certified coach. In my early to mid-30s, I was thoroughly enjoying my varied and evolving career. But my personal life was another story. I wanted to have children and a partner, and I was kind of running out of time for the former in a hurry, right? Mid-30s, hitting 40, any woman listening knows the deal there. I started looking into becoming a single mother on my own. Um, There's a great group called Single Mothers by Choice, and I started pursuing that to learn how to do it. And as luck would have it, as I'm going through those adventures and starting to shop for sperm on the internet and all kinds of fun stuff, I met a guy. 
One stepchild, two sons, and one daughter later, I can say that I have satisfied my desire to have children and a husband. And that process taught me a lot about infertility and fertility and being a working mom and being a stepmom. Today, my full-time job is working as a career and life coach. I am a coach practitioner working with individuals in my Montclair, New Jersey office and via Skype, Zoom, and phone for my geographically distributed clients. I actually have clients from Mexico to Singapore to Costa Rica to San Francisco, and I guess we're just staying on the earth for now. It is a pleasure and an honor to foster the change my clients want to make. I am the mother of three school-age children and a stepmother to a high school senior. I am a wife, I am a daughter, I am a friend, and an active volunteer and member of my community. I have deliberately chosen a career that I love and which gives me the ability to prioritize my family. I have a short commute and revenue that satisfies the needs of my family. All these years, all those people who saw limitations and told me no, right? Probably not going to have a TV show. Probably not going to get to write those cookbooks. Probably can't play with me because you're Jewish. Those people were reflecting their own limiting beliefs. And I'd be damned if they were going to take their limits and put them on me. Now I spend my days breaking down false limiting beliefs with you, with my clients. And now you're one of them. So you can create the life you want. That's my story and a bit about how I got here. Now, let's turn our attention back to you. Ready? First, let's talk about how to use this podcast course. In Personal Revolution, I've assembled my favorite coaching tools, the ones that help my clients make significant breakthroughs and provide them with the momentum to move forward. This podcast course is designed to be a series of coaching episodes, just like I have coaching sessions with my clients. Each episode is designed to help you move closer to achieving your goal. Each episode has a theme, tools, and scientific evidence that backs up the concepts and stories from real clients that show you how they've successfully applied these tools. When you listen to each episode, the episodes are filled with reflection stop points and action stop points and lots of questions, right? So, the questions are designed to help you stimulate fresh thinking and take action. Use them. If you're in traffic and you just can't stop to do your actions in that moment, that's okay. You can come back to it. But please plan to take some action, right? So whether you use your phone and pull up notes and immediately uh, write down some notes, that's great. Or you can buy a coaching notebook and use that. But please, this plan works if you commit to the fresh ideas and the actions. Here's an overview of what you'll hear in each episode. This is episode one. This is the introduction. Episode two is called, Where Do You Want to Be? Smart Goal Setting. In this episode, I'll help you dream big with respect to your goal and identify why it's so important to you. Now, SMART is an acronym that stands for S, specific, M, measurable, A, attainable, R, relevant, and T, time-bound. Now, believe me, in this episode, we will drill right into all of that and make sure your goal checks all those boxes. The second episode is called Your Goal in the Context of Your Life, the Whole Life Model. 
Have you ever seen the t-shirt with our solar system and a little arrow that points to Earth with a phrase, you are here? In this episode, we'll do something like that, right? We're going to look at your goal in the context of your bigger life, and you'll determine what you might need to do before you pursue your goal and how achieving it will impact your life and the life of those around you. So, for example, if you want to run a marathon, but you're weighing an extra 200 pounds, we got work to do before we've got you in marathon shape. Does that make sense? Good. Episode four. Man, this is one of my favorites. It's called Come On, Get Happy. Practice happiness and gain momentum. Before you get down to business, moving toward your ambitious goal, I want to help you get into an optimal goal-pursuing frame of mind. This chapter shares the research in the growing field of happiness and practical tools that you can put to use immediately to raise your level of happiness. Episode five, identify and connect with your network. Now, episodes five and six are sister episodes. One is identifying the network you already have. The other is connecting and expanding with your network. Now, when I say the word network, you freeze up or you get fired up. My guess is that 98% of you are like, yeah, I hate networking. Don't make me go to meetups, right? So the good news is in chapter four, it's time to reach out and share your big dream, right? Your goal with the people you love, right? So this is, these are the people you already have. This is like your mom, your sister, your barista. These are the people you already know. These people are really important to help you with accountability. The next episode, episode six, is called Connecting and Expanding Your Network. Now, in episode five, you connected with some probably people you haven't spoken to in a while. I'll take you through those great exercises. And you're feeling great about it. Like you're reconnecting with these people. You're like, oh, my God, I haven't thought about them in 20 years. How are they? And now you're having coffee or you're FaceTiming or something like that. But you're connecting, right? So you're feeling really good. Now you're going to start to pursue people that you don't know yet. I will help you with your elevator pitch and key talking points about what you want, right? What this thing is that you want to do and what you have to offer. In episode seven, we're going to talk about frameworks that elevate your thinking and inspire momentum. Now, by now, you've identified the goal, placed it in the context of your life and values, figured out why it's important, started to practice happiness, right? So you're having fresh, positive connections in your brain. You're telling people and you're talking to new people who are going to help you, right? You want that job at Merck, you're going to network until you find someone at Merck who's going to pull you in, right? That's already happening. So in the next three episodes, you're kind of closing the deal. You're approaching your goal. So as we discuss the frameworks that elevate your thinking, we're going to help you take even stronger action, right? Action that quite frankly is unfathomable now, but in a couple weeks you will be taking you'll get conceptual frameworks that will lead to insights. This shift in thinking will move you toward your goal. These are some big aha moments that come as you're getting ever closer to goal achievement. Now in episode eight, this is one of my favorites. It's called Doubt Crusher. That one was named by one of my clients. <laughs> it's tactical tools to help you break through and take action. So like, it's happening, man. It's in motion, but there can still be some things that are holding you back, right? Where you make things happen. This episode is the engine of change and will bring you to the precipice of your goal. So after episodes seven and eight, like, you're so close you can taste it, right? You've had three interviews with Merck, if that's your desire. You've decided that you're going to have a baby. You've 
committed to how, and it's just a question of doing it, right? Whatever it is, you're right there. Chapter nine is close the deal, right? The finish line is in sight. You've done the work and the goal is almost yours. This episode will help you step back, right? Step back to this very moment when you're listening to these words. Acknowledge the work you've done and why you've done it. And then take the final leap toward your goal. And I'm picturing right now a football player, right? You know when they just hurl their body into the end zone, right? That is episode nine. Like you're so close. I don't know what those football players draw on in those moments to just hurl their bodies into the air, but you're going to do that. Maybe not so violently and and you won't be hurling anything, but it's there. It's going to happen. And you're going to look to the skies and feel the gratitude from episode four, feel the love of your communities, right, from episodes five and six, and you will get it. Ta-da! And finally, the final episode. Now, this is super important, and all too often we forget to do this. This episode is where we celebrate, we rest, and repeat. Yes, there is an episode dedicated to resting and acknowledging. Acknowledging and celebrating is a key part of my coaching process. It reinforces what you've done so that you can do it again. This is the episode where you reflect You look at all the things you've done, and then you celebrate. You share your win in such a way that your old network and your new network shares in your achievement. You literally return to every person who's helped you along the way and say thank you and let them know what's happened. And hey, I ended up not doing this, but I did this. I ended up going even further than I expected. You go back and you celebrate with each and every person who's helped you in the process. And afterwards, you can take a good long nap and let it all soak in. From fiesta to siesta, this episode helps you tie it all up with a bow. As you move through each episode, you will have aha moments where you'll have a fresh thought and Those thoughts, that's gold, right? Those are really, really important. And I refer to them as insights. When you have those thoughts, capture them. Take a moment, just acknowledge them and capture them. During these moments, you're creating a fresh connection in your brain. And I want to help you reinforce it as it will become a springboard for action. So take a moment when you have these thoughts. Open up notes on your phone, use the workbook that we've provided, make a little voice memo for it, post it with the community, get talking about it, just capture it, know that it's important and show the value. Now, the key to this program, right, and and the the reason this is a podcast course and not an audio book is because you're going to be doing a lot of work, right? You're going to be participating. You're going to be moving things forward. I'm not a motivational speaker here for my kicks of getting you all fired up and then doing nothing about it, right? We're going to land this bird. We're going to land this goal. So in order to do that, there are specific tasks. Get it? Allison Task. Yes, my real name. There are specific tasks you need to do within the episodes and after the episodes and before the next episode. Here's how that's going to work. So first of all, we have created a workbook for you. In this workbook, you're going to capture 
your thoughts when you have reflection stop points. So throughout the book, I'll stop. I'll be like, here's a reflection stop point, and I'm just going to ask questions, right? My job as a coach is to ask questions to stimulate your thinking. So when you have those reflection stop points, now I'm a realist. You might be in the car. You might be jogging. You might be doing the dishes. It's not a great time to stop, drop everything, and write things down. I get that. Just Put it in your head and know you're going to return to the workbook to to answer these questions. We've got the exact words I'm using in these questions in the workbook. So use this tool, right? Use the tool. Do not go on to the next episode until you've completed the work, the reflection stop point work. Now, the action section is where you give yourself a roadmap for tangible actions to take before starting the next episode. In an action stop point, I'm going to ask you to take a look at your resume and do some things. In an action stop point, I'm going to ask you to write a letter to a beloved person in your life, right? That's an action to take. So these are little call-outs embedded within the episode. If you can't stop and do it in real time, just know your workbook is there. We've got all the same questions. Just make sure you take the time to do them. Okay, so that's reflection stop points and action stop points, and these come out within the episode. Now. At the end of the episode, right, you've got the pearls of insight are dropping everywhere. we got the golden bits everywhere. This is when the party's over and you're going to scoop up all the abundance uh, and insight that you've had and um, categorize it, right? Reflect upon it. So at the end of each episode, I want you to take a look at those insights and record them. I'm going to ask you to record at least five insights per episode. There may be more, but five like the real gems, right? What did what did you get out of this day, this episode that you didn't have before you listened to it, right? So just grab those, hold on to them, identify them, right? Those are your besties. Then I'm going to ask you to look at the actions you want to take. Throughout the episode, you've thought, hmm, maybe I should do that. Oh, I bet you in episode three, you're going to want to clean out your car. Maybe give it a good scrub. Maybe change the lights. Trust me, you'll see when you get to chapter three. You might want to think about keeping your phone out of your room. All of that's going to happen in in, uh, episode three. That one's a good one. But in any case, there are going to be next steps that come up for you, things that you want to do to take action on to move you closer towards your goal. So again, at the end of the episode, there's going to be insights and action steps, next steps, action items, right? Insights and action items. We have those sections for you in the workbook, at least five of each. Take time, commit, write them down. Throughout the episode, you're going to have the reflection stop points and the action stop points. Do the exercises. After the episode, you're going to have the insights and the next steps. Do the exercises, write them down, commit to them. Now, before you can listen to the next episode, and obviously I'm not going to come to your house and block your episode. You can do it. But if you listen to the next episode without doing the work. Really? Are you getting as much out of it? If you watch Food Network and order a pizza, really? Are you getting as much out of it? (laughs) You know what I mean? So before you go on to the next episode, there's a prep sheet, right? Your prep sheet's going to ask you to take a look at the next steps you wanted to do. Did you do them? Did you not do them? If not, why not? If so, thumbs up. What have you been thinking about during the week? What's something that you're looking forward to doing now? What are you looking to get out of this next episode? The prep sheet literally helps you prepare your mind for the work we're about to do. Do your prep. It's like a warm-up before the exercise, okay? Do the prep. I don't care if it takes you five minutes, ten minutes. Just do the prep. We've made this real easy for you because we have created a workbook for you that you can only get at Himalaya once you're enrolled in the podcast course with all the reflection stop points, all the action stop points, 
all the insights, all the actions, and your prep sheet. All of that is going to be in a beautiful PDF that you can download to your computer. You can print out and use it with handwriting, put it in a binder, put it in a glass case, put it in Torah scrolls. I don't care what you do with it. Just do it. Okay? Capiche? So here's the prep sheet. Now, like I said, prior to each coaching session with a real live client, I ask my clients to complete a prep sheet. Like, as in before I even meet them, before I even meet them for your first session, you have to do a prep sheet, right? Girl gives you homework before you even meet. This gives me the opportunity to reflect on what you want to do, to know where you are. And as we get going in the coaching process, I want to share your successes and identify any potential obstacles. Your dog passes away. Something happens. I want to know what's going on and be empathetic to it. And if you're sharing your successes and you're doing more, I don't want to take, we have an hour, babe. Like, I don't want to take up the first 10 minutes getting up to date with you. Get up to date before the session even starts. Now, more importantly, as great as it is for me, it's not about me, man. It's about you. It gives you the opportunity to set an agenda for the conversation before we meet, right? By determining what you want to do in our time together, you can more effectively accomplish it. Now, we're having a virtual relationship here, so it really is all about you. So before you listen to the next episode, here's what we're going to do. My goal is now. Here's a little hint. Of course, the next episode is all about smart goal setting, right? So this is super important. What's your goal? We're going to turn it into a smart goal, but we got to start somewhere. So the, the reason you had in the beginning for picking up the book, what is that, right? What's your goal? Maybe you know it. Maybe you need to think about it. You can put me on pause. That's cool. Whatever it is, take the time, write it down. Now, Scaling. Scaling is a great classic coaching tool. Where am I on a scale of 1 to 10 toward achieving my goal? If when you started listening to this podcast and just started thinking about your goal for the first time, you were at a 1, right? You're, at a one, you're not at a 0 because you started saying, I'm thinking about having a personal revolution. So you're already at a 1. And 10 is achieving your goal. Where are you now? Perhaps you're at a 2. Perhaps you're a little more committed to your goal. Perhaps you're at a three or four because this is something you started doing a few months ago, but just haven't really gotten to the engine yet. Where are you? Scale yourself on a scale of one to 10. How far along are you toward your goal? Next question. What have I accomplished since I began listening to this introduction? Maybe you listened to this four or five times and got new ideas each time. Maybe you just listened to it once and now you're like, I finally decided I'm going to do that thing, right? So what have you accomplished since you started listening? Here's a really big question. What opportunities are available to me now? Now, this one, this one separates the wheat from the chaff, so to speak. When a client says nothing, so there's never nothing. What opportunities are available to me right now? I have an hour to think about this. I can get a great night of sleep and go to bed at 10 p.m. and wake up at 6 so that I'm fresh tomorrow and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do some meditation tomorrow so that my brain's working better. What opportunity? There's nothing but opportunity, right? You're a human being with a goal to pursue. My God, what a, what a rich time of your life. My opportunity is to, you know, invest in this podcast course and pursue the goal. 
Don't even get me started because I can have a list of 100 before you blink. So write down what the opportunities are that you see. Now, here's another one. By the end of the next episode, I want to. Now, we know the next episode is on smart goal setting, right? Maybe you know what smart goals are. Maybe you never really understood what the R was about (laughs) in smart goals. Everyone understands specific, measurable, and T is time bound, right? Everyone understands the T part of time bound. By the end of the next chapter, I want to have a date to achieve this goal. And I do recommend that you work on something that can be done in three months, Um, That's sort of important. And if it's a six-month goal or a one-year goal, then we'll chunk it down and, baby, listen to this podcast course over and over again for each part of your goal. But for now, just make sure it's a three-month goal. So what do you want to do by the end of next chapter? Maybe there are some things that you can't do now but you want to do within the month, right? So forecast, telescope yourself, and look to the future. Last question, any insights or new awareness? Allison has a really annoying uh, speech pattern. That can be one. I really like Allison. I hope that's more of what you're thinking about. Any insights or new awareness, obviously, that doesn't have to do with me. You know what? My mom always said I could do this. Or, gosh, all those people telling me no, kind of like when Allison went to culinary school and they said, yeah, you probably won't do that. But she did it. So to heck with that. To heck with the people telling me no. I want to be more like a dot-comer back in the 90s who thought they could just create the internet and did right? What are some insights that you had? And we just talked about that, right? We just talked about the fresh ideas that came to you. List them. List them all. Don't don't be bound by the size of the page. Just let her rip. Okay? So there we have. There's your prep sheet. There's some actions you've identified, and there's some insights that you've identified. By the end of the next chapter, I want to. Those are your actions. Any insights or new awareness that excite me? Those are your insights write them down, post them, share them with the community, and hey, giving you a huge virtual embrace. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Thank you on behalf of you for investing in you. Thank you for choosing coaching. Thank you for choosing this time in your life to make change because this is better than, you know, two days from now, right? Thank you for making this investment in thinking differently and doing life differently. I am thrilled to go on this journey with you. So, okay, here. Now, if you are listening to this right now for free, thank you. Thank you. You made it to the end. If you want to commit to this podcast course, please go visit Himalaya, H-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A, Himalaya.com. Go there, search for Personal Revolution. You can purchase the podcast course there. It's a three-month course. It's going to be awesome. You can listen to this episode for free now, whether you're on Apple or iTunes or you might even be on Himalaya right now. You can listen to this for free. You can listen to the next episode for free. But at that point, mm -mm, choice is yours, baby. You want to make the change? You want to do this? You want to get after it? You want to be in a totally different place in three months? I mean, those are rhetorical questions. Yeah, you do. There's a reason you just spent 45 minutes with me. There's a reason you just spent, you know, the last moments of your life with me. You want to make change. I'm entertaining, but it's not about me. It's about you, man. You want to do this thing. Of course you do. So hop on over. Don't overthink it. Don't debate it. Just do it. Get on over to Himalaya. Let's do this. Let's hold hands and jump in the water together. Let's have fun. Let's change your life. Not my life. Your life. Your life. 
Imagine the faces of the people who you love when you tell them you've achieved this goal or even when you tell them that you committed to this podcast course. Hey, you know what? I'm going to have a personal revolution. I'm going to change my life. I'm going to do that thing I've always wanted to do. I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to start doing. You ready? First action, go over to Himalaya now. Commit to it. Let's do it. Let's do it together. 